Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number three of VSIN Live Bet Tonight. Coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here on a Tuesday night. A lot going on in college basketball. Yeah. Frantic finish yeah. in Lubbock. A small card, by the way, usually <laughs> on a Tuesday night. Usually Wednesday, Thursday are the big mm-hmm. you know, weeknight cards, but... A lot going on here. Is, uh, Did you see this in Lubbock? Like Kansas gets the steal. Mm-hmm. When they were, they were only up by one, they get the steal, then they go out and transition. I believe this is going to be and one on the dunk that put them up by yeah, three. Yeah, there, there was some contact there on the end. Uh, once again, the Jayhawks, uh, the beneficiary of uh, the refs letting them play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they definitely let them play. Now, did they call a technical for hanging on the rim? Oh, I don't think you can. The, the guy was underneath him. I don't think you can call that. I mean, you, I mean, you never know you with never, these guys. Yeah, you, that's a good point. You so 75 to 72, uh, five seconds left to go. Uh, also in Pittsburgh, I believe, 28 mm-hmm. seconds left to go is a UVA going to be in that situation. Who's uh, on the ropes? Where they're eventually going to have to foul, but they maybe can force a turnover. It is 62 to 60, by the way. Pitt with the lead. Uh, total perilously close if you bet the under 125 and a half, 126. 
Yeah, there's a lot going on, but we have to get to this New Mexico-Fresno State game that's about to tip off in a matter of moments out in Fresno. Uh, the Lobos, the lone unbeaten team in the country, three-and-a-half-point road favorites, total 137-and-a-half here. It looks like there's a lot of interest coming in on the Bulldogs. Yeah, and I, I did add Fresno State at, at four. Uh, didn't didn't get the four-and-a-half. I think it's going to – you can get a four-and-a-half, by the way, at the South Point if yeah. you're here in Vegas listening to us. But four, three-and-a-half basically in the market. And look uh, – you know, every single time and every single game now that you're the last unbeaten, you're going to start to get pressure when you're New Mexico. And Richard Pitino has done, you know, look, he's done a tremendous job with it, with this team, but the pressure is going to mount, and all of a sudden you're going to be the hunted uh, New Mexico. And we saw that on Saturday. Nation's longest active win streak, 14 in a row right now. They were life and death against Wyoming up there in Laramie at the Arena Auditorium on Saturday Got the win, 76-75. Wyoming does get the cover, but you're starting to see these Lobos, uh, you know, about to get tested. But uh, really, I mean, really good backcourt with uh, Jalen Howes and, of course, uh, Jamal Mashburn Jr., who uh, (laughs) uh, Daddy Rick coached at Kentucky, and now son Richard is coaching at New Mexico. So, uh, you know, this is a Lobo team that's been been pretty solid so far. They shoot the three pretty solid, 37%, as – Let's turn to Lubbock real quick and see if that's going to go. Nope. That's not. 75-72, your final score. KU gets a big win on the road in the Big 12. KU also covers as a one-point close. So It's a massive win in a tough place to play. Yeah. New Mexico, by the way, back to the Lobos. Yeah. They they like to get to the rim, even though they're, not, they're a solid three-point shooting team. They only take about 28.5% from three-point line. So, they, they got some drivers, uh, you know, even though they're not very tall, six foot and six two respectively. House and uh, also Jamal Mashburn Jr., they like to drive to the bucket and get to the foul line. Uh, they're getting Fresno State tonight. Fresno State, pretty solid defensively. They're a team that likes to muck it up a little bit, only 322 in tempo. Average possession length, and I believe this either ranks dead last or second to last, 19.1 seconds for opponents. So that tells you that Fresno really plays good defense and uh, New Mexico New Mexico is going to be in for a tough one even though the Bulldogs only five and eight yeah that's gonna be a, an interesting matchup though New Mexico so much of that pressure that you outlined them being the lone unbeaten team in the country I'm fascinated to see how that kind of dynamic but what I out. worry about with Fresno they're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country 27 and a half percent so this is this is a team that wins with defense. They do not win with offense. Justin Hudson, former UNLV assistant, by the way, several years ago under Dave Rice, now at Fresno. So uh, going to try to pull the upset tonight. And speaking of an upset, yeah. I think we're going to have one in the ACC. How about Jeff Capel and the Pitt Panthers here? It looks like they're going to go ahead and, and beat Virginia. And Jeff Capel, uh, you know, I don't want to say hot seat, but a lukewarm yeah, a a warm. Warm seat yeah, warm. in Pitt, certainly. And, and look, he took over from Kevin Stallings. There was a lot of defections in the program. Jeff Capel, by the way, two years ago, had his fair share of defections during that COVID season. But how about this scoring uh, 44 in the second half on UVA and maybe 45 if he converts this? They only had 23 points. Uh, that's impressive. And uh, UVA, Tony Bennett's got to have some questions about that defense. They always have pretty good numbers like in the Ken Palm and all these other metric sites but a lot of that is because they slowed the tempo they're not as good defensively Virginia as they have in years past and they're gonna have to get better if they want to win that ACC and that's who I like to win the ACC this year it's kind of a dark horse when everybody was talking about Carolina and Duke 
Yeah, that, that's this is a big time win for a pit team that's three and zero in conference play, like you mentioned. Uh, they have a chance to give Virginia their second ACC loss. The ACC it, it had such a down year last year. I know what happened mm-hmm. in the tournament. Don't tweet at me. I right know, because I, I, I got I got it all time on Twitter. It, it, it was a down year, but this year maybe it's competitive. Maybe North Carolina can pick themselves up off the mat. Like, mm-hmm. like Duke, they're kind of rounding into form. They got some young guys, but they're really talented. Virginia's already established. Pitt now is looking like they want to throw their hat into the ring yeah. as a legitimate team in that and, conference. And you do have a Miami team that's just outside the top 10, 4-0, 13-1 on the season. Clemson, though, surprising 3-0 start, uh, even though they've got some injuries. Pitt about to go to 4-0. Uh, you're is look- the ACC back? <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know yet, as I believe that basket. I, did that get banked in? It doesn't it matter. Yeah, Pitt is going to win 68 to 65. Uh, nice win for the Panthers. They are going to go to 4-0 in the league, 11 and 4 overall. Uh, yeah, you've got you don't really have that one dominant team. I mean, you don't have a top 10 team in the ACC right now. Virginia 11th. They're going to fall. Miami 12th. Duke 16th. I think Duke. As they go into the season, they're going to get more comfortable because they have like 10 new players basically on that roster. They had one kid yeah. return, Jeremy Roach, because what they have four guys drafted in the first round last year. Like the so first 15 picks. Exactly. And then another guy, I think, in the early second round. But yeah, Duke, it's going to take time. They had the number one recruiting class, so it's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, they're showing the standings right now. The two 4 0 teams, Miami and How about Pitt. that. This is Pitt's best start. In ACC play and program history. Nah, that that's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's amazing. No, I guess they haven't been in the I, ACC I, very Yeah, long. because <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to remember. I think a lot of that Jamie Dixon run was in the Big East. Yeah, I think it was. And Ben Howland. Yeah. You know, because they had some really good teams. I mean, they had shout like, out uh, Dewan Blair. They had some like two and three <laughs> seed teams uh, yeah. there there at Pitt. So you know, good to see them uh, playing good basketball again, and good to see them wearing the royal blue and gold instead of that like. Dark blue and old gold. That's yeah. not Pitt colors. These are like the Dan Marino colors. Yeah. This is what Pitt should be. The Dan Marino, Johnny Majors colors of the, the early Tony 80s. Dorsett colors. Yes, like, yes. Yeah, I don't is... like when team. It kind of, it's like the Rams. Like, I don't like when the Rams had that dark blue and old gold. I like the old Rams from like the yeah. Deacon Jones and so Jack you, Youngblood days. You were anti-Rams in St. Louis at the, what was yes. it, the, the Edward Jones Dome? Yes. Is where they were playing? I, I love watching that offense. I loved watching the greatest show on turf yeah. and, and betting their games over, but I didn't like those unis. I wasn't feeling yeah. them. Yeah, they've gone back to the Royal Blue. Yes. They've gone back to their roots, uh, as, as one might say. So uh, Pitt gets a big-time victory. Also, Kansas gets a win as well out in Lubbock. Kansas State about to get a big victory, too, barring a miracle. 126 left to go. 106 to 95 for Kansas State. An NBA Te- game. Man. Texas has only allowed 100 <laughs> points at home. Now, this is their third time since 1980. Wow. You know, that, that's crazy. Yeah, back, I mean, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, this is the boy, this defense. And and this is a Texas defense that that's usually so good, you know. Obviously, uh, you know, no Chris Beard because the, a lot of these teams run that no middle stuff, that no middle defense uh, that you know Texas Tech ran. Of course, Beard ran it. Mark Adams was really the architect of that. Scott Drew runs that at Baylor, so you're seeing a lot of that. What were they? Thirteenth in defensive efficiency tonight. Uh, the uh, Texas Longhorns. That's going to mm-hmm. take a nosedive <laughs> in the morning after you give up. 106 and counting to Kansas State. You know, Texas team that turns o- turns you over a lot. Uh, 
yeah, not a very impressive performance. And this is the Longhorn team that only has one loss this year. Mm-hmm. They lost to Illinois on a neutral side. I think that was at the Jimmy B, if I recall, in the overtime at the Jimmy B Classic, 85-78. But this is a team that beat Gonzaga and beat them pretty handily at home, beat a Creighton team that I think is going to get a lot better in the last two months of the season. And, and also, tough road win at Oklahoma. Uh, thank you very much to the guy that hit the buzz, the three at the buzzer on Saturday, having Oklahoma uh, – at uh, three and a half, it was 70 to 66 and hit a three at the buzzer. I was like, thank you very much. We move on. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take we it don't away. ask any just, questions. Just do a little bit of accounting and we'll move on to the next thing. Yes. Uh, you mentioned the uh, Texas numbers and defensive efficiency right now. They were 13th entering tonight. Uh, the Ken Palm numbers, they tend to be a little predictive as to which team yeah. might be able to win. What do you think is more important come March? The adjusted offensive efficiency or the adjusted defensive efficiency? I think based on what you've seen in the last few years, it it really is offense, Uh, you know, because you have to be able, I think it's a combination of both. And usually Mm -hmm. there's that, you know, that trend. I think it was only one team. I can't remember the outlier. I think it was Kevin Ollie's team that won the title at UConn. The biggest outlier ever. Where you've (laughs) got to be like in the, uh, I think, I think it's like the, I think it's the top 20 in offense or, or you combine the rankings and you got to be 50 or less. Mm -hmm in offensive and defensive efficiency. So, you know, I think I, I think they're both really important, but I think I think you gotta find ways to score. And that's what you see in some of these NCAA tournament games where you see those four and five minute droughts. Yeah. You gotta find a way to score the basketball. I mean, because the defense I know they say defense always travels, but those teams like the Gonzagas of the world, they find a way to score the basketball. And uh, that's what I think that teams are gonna have to do this year. Yeah, I think I think that balance because like when you when you're in a tournament and you think about it, like the NCAA tournament is three little mini tournaments. Yeah, is how you kind of look at the weekend. First weekend and then the second weekend and at the, the regionals. Yep. And, and and along that path, you're gonna face all sorts of different types of teams, which is why I think probably the teams that are the best, the most balanced, mm-hmm. are the ones that tend to get to the final four yeah. and get to a national title. We'll discuss. Which teams might fall under that category on the other side? Final Four futures as well as national title futures in college basketball coming up next. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but... Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like, that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. 
Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is BSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness, set your lineup, and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness, made of more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for the details. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out here on a Tuesday night at the Circa Resort and casino been a lot of fun here on the show uh i've been talking some nba some college basketball we talked a little bit of golf with our buddy matt grill earlier on in the first hour matt grill he likes mm-hmm. uh sung jm and tony finau yes at the century tournament of champions so jot that down matt very big into the golf as is our guy wes reynolds you will get wes's reynolds rap century tournament of champions style coming up tomorrow as wes gives out some uh plays here and also you can also listen to long shots but how about you listen to both and be a good pal huh? yeah how yeah you do that we're not asking for much come on we're not asking for look much. at look look at all we give you we're, we're giving yeah. people yeah, we are giving people just, just a little bit a little bit of something for the effort right exactly it's two-way street huh? yes two to, two to tango yes uh let's give some college foot college football college basketball final four odds here mm-hmm. because i think this is an interesting time in college hoops and now that the year has turned over to 2023 nfl regular season starting to wind down i know me personally i start to kind of dial into the college basketball start to get into the handicapping of that as the load starts to lighten uh in the other sports and tonight has been a really fun night in college hoops with a number of games going down to the wire and when you look at the top of the odds boards this is courtesy of DraftKings: teams to make the final four Houston is the favorite, plus 190. They're the favorite to win the national title, so that makes a lot of sense. UConn is 3-1. to one. You have UCLA, Kansas at 4-1. to one. These odds were prior to tonight's games. Yeah. Arizona, Purdue, plus 450, as well as Tennessee. Kentucky, 5-1. to one. Gonzaga, plus 550, as well as Baylor. 
and Virginia and Arkansas, Texas, Bama, Duke, all on that plus five. And, and these are just to make the final yes, four. Just correct? to make the final four. Not yeah, to win the title. I, I, I was going to say, I was like, yeah. wait a minute. These <laughs> yeah, prices no, no, are pretty no, damn no, short. No. Yeah, just to make the final four. Uh, you have Creighton, North Carolina, Indiana, Illinois at 10 to 1, Xavier 13 to 1. That's the first page. And we'll maybe get into the second and third page as well as we start to dis- uh, get into this discussion. But on that first page, Wes, and I know it's tricky. Because we don't know what the bracket's going to look like. That's always the great equalizer. But any number that kind of jumps out to you that could shorten now that we're getting into conference play between now and selection Sunday. In terms of uh, of getting to the final four, uh, uh, look, I would say Duke at at five fifty mm-hmm. because I, I they're the most talented team in the ACC. They're not number one, obviously, right now. They've already lost a game, but this is a team. If you believe talent wins out. I think Duke at 550 would be one that I think would shorten. This is just obviously, by the way, to get to the Final Four. So kind of looking on on that first page a little bit. Uh, Arkansas, maybe. I'd like to see them get a little bit healthier. I think, you know, get Nick Smith back. But, uh, yeah, the, the ones that obviously the teams that have looked like wagons so far, the Houstons and the Yukons, Kansas, Arizona, obviously, you know, relatively short now. I mean, you look, those teams that I named, they they can all win the whole thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Houston, UConn, even maybe UCLA. Uh, you know, that, good. Yeah. But, I mean, they had a shaky performance against Washington State. Mm-hmm. But we talked about that with Danielle when she was on Danielle Alvari last Friday night. Uh, said that's kind of a shaky spot for UCLA, you know, going on the road to Pullman. And, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be, but UCLA came back and won, and won the ball game. So, when I look uh, on that right column of this first page, I would say Duke is a team certainly to watch uh, just because I think the talent's going to win out and they're kind of going to figure it out. I know it's a little tough because John Shire is technically a first-year head coach down there in Durham, but he's kind of been like a co-head coach, I yeah. think, for the last few years. I think Krzyzewski took a little bit of the CEO role, still did some of the teaching, but John Shire did a lot of the game planning obviously was the main recruiter so yeah, he was pounding the pavement yeah duke still <laughs> duke's still gonna get dudes don't don't say that they're gonna have a demise here so uh kentucky at five to one's a little bit short for me i would i think they need to be a little bit higher i think they got work to do gonzaga i think is probably gonna shorten just because of the conference they are in even though st mary's pretty solid san francisco santa clara they're competitive but Gonzaga's still the best team in that conference so it's like okay if they go undefeated in the regular season in WCC, are they going to be 550 to make the Final Four? And they won't be slashed, but they might be like four to one. And I worry about Gonzaga because they had their stumbles in non-conference play, and they got beat up by both Texas and Purdue mm-hmm. in non-conference. And typically, the Gonzaga teams that lock up a one seed, it's because they went ahead and like ran through non-con or maybe lost once or something. Yeah. Had a good showing. I feel like there was too many questions about Gonzaga to where maybe the ceiling on their seeding is maybe like a three seed, mm-hmm. something like that. So I, I honestly, for Gonzaga, I would want to wait for the bracket to come out before I took yeah. a bite of the, of the Zags there. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Obviously, the uh, the short uh, on that left side of the graphic that you were seeing, all those all those uh, shortened makes sense. I think Kentucky and Gonzaga maybe. You know, you want to get a little bit better than five to one at this mm-hmm. standpoint. And then you look at that Texas team; they just gave up 116 points. By the way, final score 116 to 103 over Kansas State. And wow. you know, this is not Loyola Marymount here of, of the early 1990s with Hank Gathers and Bo Gimble. 
giving up these type of numbers. So uh, Texas got a little bit of concern, and I wonder the mental state of that team too. You know, if Chris Beard not being there, if all of a sudden you get some tension or dissension in the ranks. So they're kind of a team that I'm looking to stay away from. What about on the right side of this first page and the Creighton Blue Jays, the team we just saw tonight? Pretty impressive showing against yeah. Seton Hall. And, and, and they can shoot the ball, and they, and they can, and they, the and they can score. Well. Uh, you know, you want to see a little bit more, but I think, they, you know, I, I, I wish they were, like, you know, on the second page, like 20 to 1 yeah. right now, to be honest well, well, with you. Well, the reason why I bring up Creighton is because this upcoming Saturday, they will be at UConn. If they put up a pretty good showing of themselves mm-hmm. – I think people might get back in love with and, Creighton. And, and credit Xavier. That was a big win on Saturday. Uh, you know, had some injuries. I think uh, Nungi was battling some issues. But Jerome Hunter, the former Indiana transfer, uh, really stepped up big as uh, X gave it to UConn, so to speak. <laughs> uh, first loss of the season. So, uh, you know, Z- Z- I mean, but Z- Xavier's tough at home. It's tough to win at the Cintas Center. So, I don't know if I'm quite interested in the first year under Sean Miller. I think they're still yeah, figuring no, it yeah, out. Work but to do. Yeah, absolutely. In Indiana, ten to one. That's my alma mater, but no, thank you. Not, <laughs> no, no, not yet. No, I mean, look, Xavier Johnson is out. <laughs> Listen, I'm out. <laughs> Xavier Johnson's out. Trace Jackson Davis, you know, has been held out for precautionary yeah. reasons with some back issues. This team's got to figure out on offense because one of the things Indiana does is sometimes they only run one action on an offensive possession. It's like, no, you got to screen off the ball. You got to screen the screener here. Can't just run one action. And then when they double trace or they double race Thompson, oh, go away and then get tentative because Bill Self said something after that IU Kansas game I went to, by the way, and his media availability. If we can just make you a little bit hesitant, we won. You may score on some of these possessions and score on us, but if we just make you a little bit hesitant, Mm -hmm. that's the key, you know, really on defense. So, Really, nobody from the Big Ten I'm interested in right now, at as we stand tonight, yeah. except for Purdue, yeah. because I still think these other teams. I need to see, you know, eight to ten conference games before I say, okay, okay, this team's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. You know, I already know even with Purdue with the loss that they're still pretty good. Now those young guards have got to grow up quickly because they're going to get pressured now. Now that everybody's seen that Rutgers film. They're going to pressure Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith, these two freshman guards who are not very big kids, who are very smart and intelligent kids mm-hmm. and good shooters at the basketball. But, you know, that that pressure, that pressure from Rutgers really got to him last night. Yeah. And, and maybe on to wrap up the point about Creighton there, maybe on that side for the Blue Jays with the two tough games coming up with UConn Saturday, Xavier on Wednesday, maybe the time to buy in is after mm-hmm. those games. But I just worry that if they do play well in those games, you might see the momentum. You might miss the train there on the value yeah. for, for Creighton. But I want to throw another team, though, at you, Wes, here, as we have a minute left here in the segment. Uh, and we talked about them. They're, they're atop of the ACC, paired up with Pitt. The Miami Hurricanes. I just put a ditto did, mark by the uh, Miami okay. Hurricanes. Right. So as a matter. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Well, and look, uh, uh, Coach L. 20 to 1, by the way, for the folks at home. Coach L, of course, everybody remembers him from, uh, from uh, George Mason, when he got them to the final four in Indianapolis, they upset the number one seeded UConn team that year, who was really probably the best team in the country. But, uh, you know, Coach L is, I mean, they don't have like an outstanding Ken Palm profile. They're rated no. 38th in the Ken Palm. This team's pretty efficient offensively. They did bring in Nigel Pack, the point guard, uh, Kansas State transfer kid from Indianapolis, my hometown. And they put him with Isaiah Wong, 
Uh, they don't really have a lot of size, but they got lengthy forwards mm-hmm. is what they do. Uh, and Coach L, you know, they've raised the tempo down there a little bit. Certainly efficient offensively. They could probably be a little bit better defensively uh, and, and lock in a little bit more. I want to see more improvement on that end. But this guy's a really good coach. And look, they were a 10 seed and they got to the Elite Eight last yeah. year. They, they lost to the eventual champions, the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, the non-con was pretty much paper soft, but... Maybe this Miami team can turn into something once we get into ACC play. We'll continue to talk college basketball futures with the national title market when we return here on VSIN Live Bet Tonight. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Call Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out at the Circle Resort and Casino. A fun finish in yeah. Salt Lake City between the Kings and the Jazz. De'Aaron Fox gets a point-blank layup with .4 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. Jazz go the full court pass because they were out of timeouts. They get Lori Market in there who puts up a three-pointer. Goes in off of one foot. But Laurie Markkinen did not. No, get it he, off he did time. not. And uh, Sacramento, uh, Utah, by the way, goes two games under 500 after they had that torrid start early on in October, November. But yeah. Sacramento, 20 and 16. And this is what is kind of fun about the NBA because Sacramento is, are kind of like Pacers West, where mm-hmm. these were two teams that were not supposed to be very good. And now all of a sudden they're ahead of schedule. And everybody's like, oh, oh we're, we're supposed to tank here. You know, we're supposed to lose and all that stuff. And it's like, you know what? At some point, you just embrace maybe that you're ahead of schedule. And Sacramento, absolutely ahead of schedule. By the way, De'Aaron Fox, who hit the game winner, 37 points, 22 in the fourth quarter. You know, a career high. How about that for a prop uh, if wow. you were sweating that? And uh, you didn't end up sweating it. So 37 for De'Aaron Fox. And look. This Sacramento team's they're kind of a fun league pass team, and they're mm-hmm. might be maybe they can be a playoff team if they can hold this up. Certainly through about the first half of the season, they've been very good. De'Aaron Fox, by the way, does go over twenty-five and a half. Laurie Markin, and also almost did that game winner, goes over that at twenty-eight points. And then uh, I always look at the Sabonis because I played him on the Pro a couple times this year and been successful. Twenty-one and fourteen tonight for Sabonis, so he goes over his points. And his rebounds just by a, a half there. So, yeah, the Kings, they're, they're, they're a fun team to watch, you know. They kind of are like the Pacers. And they, of course, were in that trade that sent Tyrese Halliburton back to Indianapolis. And Tyrese Halliburton playing like an absolute all-star right now. The Pacers, the sixth seed in the East. And Sacramento would be in the five, yeah, the current five. I believe, in the West. So, you know, and, and look, some of these teams maybe that start out hot early, they may fade in the second half of the season. So maybe Sacramento and Indiana are two of those teams that fade. But, you know, I think the fact that you're ahead of schedule, they're, they're just too good to, you know, be at the bottom. Like, in terms of the really bad teams I've seen this year, Femi, Houston's really bad. Detroit's <laughs> really bad. San Antonio's really bad. Uh, you know, Charlotte's, very, Charlotte's bad. And these teams have had injuries, too. But... That doesn't bother them as much because uh, uh, they may be the uh, loserama for Wembenyama. At least at this point, they're the leaders in the clubhouse. 
for the ping pong balls. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe MJ can uh, get something right as the owner of the Charlotte Hornets and, uh, you know, draw that frozen envelope if Victor <laughs> Wembanyama can come to Charlotte. Because I don't think the NBA, even though Charlotte's not like a big market, I don't think the NBA wants that uh, Michael Jordan-owned team to be like a laughing stock yeah. and have Charles Barkley uh, end his friendship, basically, because he said, Over, yeah, yeah, Michael's Michael's not doing it down there. And uh, uh, Michael hasn't chalked to the Chuckster, I think, probably in quite a while. He took it personally. He, yeah, he, <laughs> yes, he does. He takes everything as, as personally. He said in the, in the last He's taken everything personally. But uh, uh, the Chuckster, I don't think, is wrong about that Charlotte team. Know, that franchise just, is going nowhere. He's speaking his mind. Yes. Um, I mean, what he's paid to do. Weminyama is not the only guy that's out there. Scoot, Scoot Henderson. Henderson, who plays right here yeah. in Henderson uh, for the uh, G Did you see League his dunk United. Today? Yes. The dunk that he put out there. Yeah, our our own Ben Wilson does some radio broadcasts. Uh, ben Wilson here at Beeson uh, for the G League at night. So he's mm. getting an up close and personal look at Scoot Henderson. Scoot's I actually went out there when Wembenyama was here, uh, uh, you know, a couple months ago for a few games and, you know, saw the. I actually, Scoot didn't play in the game I went to. It was like mm. a day game, random day game during the week. Uh, that I went with uh, Jeff Parles and Gil Alexander, Ben Wilson, of course, they're doing work with the team. And, you know, I saw Wembenyama up close. I was just, you know, just getting a look at him, how long and sinew he is. It's like it's crazy. He, he's a 7'4 Kevin Durant. It's insane. It's uh, He's insane. Uh, he's created in a video game and it's been brought to real life. Mm -hmm. like, I, I, I don't understand it. Uh, fun, fun player to watch, though. He, oh, absolutely. He was, uh, he, no, no, he, he he's the real deal. I know. I always think it's funny when some of these college guys, and I don't want to say the name, I'll say it because, you know, I love him, but Dick Vitale, and, and I love Dick, and he has helped build college basketball, and he's a super nice guy. I've had a chance to meet him a couple times, but Dick, because he doesn't do those games, he's always going to side with the college player whenever they draft yeah. the international player. And look, we've seen international players, you know, Darko Milicic, uh, Chishvili, uh, the yeah, kid yeah, that was drafted Chishvili. by Denver. Yeah. But for every one of those, there's a Dirk Nowitzki. Yep. And there's a Giannis. And there's a Nikola Jokic. And, you know, there's these Luka guys. Doncic. Absolutely. So, you know, this is a more international game now. And I think Dirk Nowitzki, you know, maybe could be one of the five or, you know, at least half dozen biggest changers of the game mm -hmm. because of how he opened it up. Because it seemed to me like he was the first real international superstar in the league where it's like, he's one of the best players in the league, you know, cause I don't count Olajuwon cause he born in Nigeria, yeah. but raised here in the States, Tim Duncan born in Virgin islands, but raised here in the States. But yeah, yeah I mean, this is all changing and this is just becoming global. Look, we just talked about a four, a couple foreign players, Lori Markkinen, Lori yeah. Markkinen's an all-star this year. If you've been watching, he was, he was born in Finland. Yeah. Though, he right? was at Arizona. I think he was a one and done went to yep. Chicago. They traded him and uh, you know, you've got him, you've got, Sabonis, he's an absolute all-star player. Lithuanian lasagna, mm -hmm. as Shaquille O'Neal uh, refers to him. Uh, Sabonis is just a tremendous. And look, what might have been the first star in the league, first international superstar, could have been his dad, Arvidas Sabonis, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he came over here, though, and his knees and his feet were kind of bad. You know, yeah. he came over later in his career, was still an effective player, but not near the superstar he was on the international scene. 
Yeah, I know a lot of people will point to uh, Drazen Petrovic as well. Absolutely, uh, in the early nineties. Oh yeah, and like how how talented of a Sharunas Marshallonis. You yeah. had all you had all those yeah. guys. So Tony this, Kukoc, if you want to go, mainstream this has been in the works. But I think Dirk is the guy that really took it yes. to the next level. Yeah. Dirk, MVP caliber player, guy that could a, a big player. guy that could shoot like that, and also could take you off the bounce, and then also could score in the post, even though he wasn't a true post guy. Yeah, no, he, he he's. Probably one of the five to seven most influential Absolutely. players no in NBA question. history. No uh, question. With what he's done to expand the NBA beyond the American And they horizons. did the statue right down there in Dallas, unlike uh, what we saw in D.C. with the uh, Sean Taylor uh, mannequin from the Limited or something, like the mannequin in the window at the mall. Just despicable. It was like that Dirk statue was like awesome with him just kind of falling back, taking the shot. It's, it's why the football gods knocked the commanders out of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're, you're well. You're 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 never gonna get right with the football gods. We talk about the I talk about the gambling gods all yeah. the time. You're never gonna get right with the football gods until maybe there's a uh, uh, some sort of sale there. Yeah, there'll have to be a transaction. Yes, uh, with that with that team. Yes, and then, and then they'll. Uh, I'm like get he, back on the right he, side. He he's about as popular in D.C. apparently as Kevin McCarthy is with his own caucus. Cool. Uh, I'll nice. leave that alone. I, I just had to I just had to get that in there. I'm always topical, Femi. I'm always following the, the news. The timeline was buzzing today yes. about that, and I was like, whew, I'm just gonna log off and and not get myself yes. in trouble. No, I, I don't comment, but. <laughs> I observe. <laughs> I observe. Um, it's funny that you mentioned the Washington Commanders, though, because I talk about it with Michael Lombardi, uh, who's our front office executive analyst here on VEASAN, the host of the Lombardi line. And we'll discuss it, and we'll talk about Washington. And he always brings up, he's like, God, this was such a proud franchise. And I remember it back like, when I was younger, like those Cowboys, Washington games back then, when it was just so intense, and it always meant so much mm-hmm. whenever those two teams played. And now it just it just feels kind of blah. Like Cowboys Eagles has replaced what Cowboys and right. Washington used to be in right. like the eighties and nineties. Cow- Cowboys and Washington so. used to I mean they still do, I guess, but they used to hate each yeah. other. That was so heated. But the games never feel like they have high stakes. No, anymore. no, yeah. I mean they they need a better operation there in DC. That yeah. that organization, I know even with the name and a brand change, that organization has so much history. Yeah. You know, so through the 70s and the 80s. I mean, they were, you know, the Hogs. We all remember them mm-hmm. at the old, uh, at the old uh, uh, field in Landover at RFK. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Joe Gibbs, of course, legendary run there. So, yeah, they got to do better in the district. Yeah, I remember I was I was a child during the time. But it was the last game at RFK. They beat the Cowboys in, in 1996, the final game of the mm-hmm. regular season, and that place was like the atmosphere was just out of control. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh! And the and the Commanders. I almost said the old name. The Commanders. Uh, the they do. Team. They do have a national. Uh, they do have a national fan base because yeah. you know some of these teams have sneaky international fan bases. Like everyone knows the Raiders and the Steelers, mm-hmm. Cowboys, Packers, always have had Bears. But some of those teams, like the Commanders, do have a sneaky fan base because oh, they yeah. were always on TV. Because you didn't have 32 teams in the league, and you didn't have Red Zone and Sunday Ticket oh, and all man. that stuff. So you got the game you got. Yeah, you would see the Commanders on back then. Monday Night Football was the biggest deal. They'd be on mm-hmm. Monday Night Football three times a oh, year. Oh yeah. They'd oh be yeah. Like a team that's very prominent, and their games against Dallas would always be in the spotlight. The, the summer all Madden games, whether it was CBS or one of those guys went mm-hmm. over Fox. Uh, it's it's really unfortunate what's happened to that franchise. Uh, we will get to the college basketball national titles futures on the other side as we wrap up the show here on Beeson Live Bet tonight.
Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now and get VSIN Pro access through the end of March Madness at vsin.com slash subscribe. And the golf columns return this week. Uh, Brady will be writing some. I write every week mm-hmm. on the PGA Tour. That usually is out Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. And then, you know, we'll have the DP World Tour as we get to some of the better events. Uh, we're going to have that Middle East swing, Abu Dhabi, Dubai. May even do a little LPGA this year, Champions nice. Tour, at least some, at least the majors. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll do, we'll do the live events, uh, you know. There, look, it's here. I don't like the tour, but it's here to bet on. And, 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 they're, and they're, yeah, I know. Uh, don't jump out of my chair here, right? Uh, but 
Yeah, look, there are, there are big name players in there, yeah. and and it is going to be available for people to bet on. So I'm going to cover it. Well, and I think that's a good thing that you guys are covering it because those guys are going to be allowed to play in the majors. Mm-hmm. It appears, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's you want to know the, what the, those guys. The, those is. that have qualified, of course, uh, yeah. you know, those that are already exempt based on if they're major winners or you know PGA Tour event winners from the calendar year, and also the fact that getting in that official World Golf Ranking Top 50. Mm-hmm. Now, some of these guys, though, that are not eligible, they're going to have to, you know, like for the U.S. Open and for the Open Championship, they're going to have to go through uh, sectional and regional qualifying. Wow. So they'll, they'll be there with the great players that you see at your local course. Exactly. And all that. You know, like the golf pro that's, a, that's yeah. about a scratch, but not quite a pro, pro tour level golfer. 100%. That's trying to get into the U.S. Open as an amateur, so absolutely. Yeah, I believe Tony Romo played in uh, quite a bit of sectionals. He has. And, stuff, and I remember, this was a few years ago, you bring that up. Uh, one year, a, a young Will Zalatoris, before he became Willie Z. Mm-hmm. A young Will Zalatoris was, I remember, in the pro-am field. You know, a guy that was playing on the Corn Ferry, the Web.com tour. So got into the Pebble Beach, and his playing partner was Tony Romo. And I remember the discussion on the Twitter machine amongst the golf world was like, is Romo going to beat Zalatoris? Like, now that almost sounds absurd. That's, well, it does sound absurd. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this, this guy probably is going to win a major championship, you know, within the next couple years at least. Uh, and, and, I mean, Tony Romo plays, I think, as a zero or a one handicap. Exactly. And, and he's very golfer. good, but, you know. It's another level. That's, that's <laughs> the difference. And people, you know, that's the difference between, like, being a scratch golfer and being, like, a tour player. Yeah. There is such a wide gap i know that sounds like profound and obvious to say but there is just that much of a wide gap between these guys and they've actually built a pretty good friendship Tony yeah Roman, Will yeah will zalatoris lives down in dallas yeah, a dallas. lot of players jordan spieth yeah. scotty scheffler a lot of guys down there in the dallas fort worth area so uh, look out for that once again reynolds rap century tournament of champions tomorrow so you want to tune in for the third hour on wednesday but uh right now in the game between Fresno State and New Mexico, Bulldogs up our, thirty-four to twenty. Our, our late ad uh, on Fresno State. I took yeah. four. I didn't quite get the best number. I know Tim Murray also on uh, Fresno State. Look, the pressure on New Mexico now to be the lone unbeaten team. They have certainly, I think, overachieved expectations. They were not picked near the top of the conference. Of mm-hmm. course, San Diego State, Boise State. They were up there. New Mexico wasn't at the bottom. I think they were right in the middle in the preseason poll. And, you know, this team's 14-0, New Mexico. You got to give them credit. And 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 they haven't beaten, like, I mean, they've beaten quality opponents, Femi, but they haven't, like, beaten. They haven't been, like, total world beaters necessarily. No. I mean, I'm looking, what's their best win? They did win in Moraga against St. Mary's. But that's really their signature win. They beat Iona, you know, father versus son. Son got the better of the father down there in the pit, uh, which I need to get to to see a game. I've driven by it. I have never been there. I drove by it on my move out here uh, to Las Vegas, and I've never been to the pit, and i got to see a game there. A lot of, obviously, historic games that have happened there. No, most definitely. This New Mexico team right now, 57th in Kempom, and I was actually looking at them to see if they made the cut on our two pages of the national title odds at DraftKings, and uh, they did not. Not they, a lot of buy. No, they did not no. Make the cut. Not, no. Nobody's interested in New Mexico to win the national title. Now, you'll see them. I mean, if they get to like 20 and 0, then they'll start. To all of a up. sudden, okay, this is going to be a top 15 team, and you got to say, okay, do these guys really have the goods? But they're getting all they want from Fresno State mm-hmm. right now 34 to 28. 
New Mexico basically closed three and a half, four, I think, in the market. Uh, uh, I'm seeing uh, updated. Now Fresno scores, and they make it an eight-point game, so they're going to have the lead up at the Save Mart wow. Center at halftime. Uh, New Mexico, West over at DraftKings, 200-1 to one to win the national title. Now, I don't think they're going to win the national title. <laughs> no, no offense to their friends at New Mexico. Uh, but they are a top 40 team in offensive efficiency. They're yeah. top 100 yeah. in defensive efficiency. So they're not like a slouch. And they're not just benefiting from a, pre- a cream puff schedule here. They can play some basketball, but it's still yeah. – still I always remember what uh, former Lobos head coach, Fran Priscilla, now, of course, works at TV. I think he was on the color of the Kansas-Texas Tech game tonight – that KU wins 75-72, gets a nice win down there in Lubbock. And he was a former coach at New Mexico, and he goes, they're a mid-major program with Final Four expectations. That's just how the fan base is, because there is no professional sports team in the land of enchantment that is New Mexico. So Lobo basketball and Aggie basketball, if you're around Las Cruces, those are the biggest two things in the state. And... New Mexico, you know, is a t- they've had good players. They put guys in the NBA over the years. Uh, so, you know, there's always that expectation down there uh, in New Mexico. I, th- I remember back in the days when they were in the WAC and they were, you know, on a contender every year in that conference. You know, Steve Alford got him to a pretty good place down there where, yeah. you know, they were, uh, I think, I think they were a protected seed one year. I think they were like a three seed. Yeah, yeah, they like were. And, and Alford, you know, had good teams down there. His buddy Noodles Neal from Washington, Indiana, of course, who's now on his staff at UNR, Nevada, Reno, uh, up north of part of the state. He took over, and they had some solid teams. But Alford really kind of got them to the level that, you know, they kind of mattered on the national stage, and Richard Patino obviously trying to do the same. Well, let's put New Mexico to the side because 200 to 1, we don't think they're going to win the national title. Sorry, New Mexico fans. Uh, who do we think is a price that could shorten, though. When you look at the national title odds, especially on that that first page Mm -hmm. on the right-hand side, you see Arkansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, Alabama at 20-1, to Virginia 22-1, to Indiana, your beloved Hoosiers are at 40-1 to alongside Creighton, Illinois, North Carolina, TCU, though, at 50-1. to Which of those prices do you think that can kind of shorten as we get a couple weeks into conference? I, I, I wonder if people are going to maybe start to buy, perhaps, into TCU. And uh, they're, they're a team that, you know, they only have one loss. But if you look at TCU, they played, I believe, uh, the softest non-conference schedule in the country. Or certainly <laughs> one of them. Yeah, they were like 360 in the non-conference. Yikes. Out of 363 teams. They lost at home to Northwestern State, who's rated like 258 in the Ken Palm. Mike Miles, by the way, their leading scorer and their do-everything guy, their lead guard, did not play in that game. They've gotten a couple good wins since that. They just beat Texas Tech on Saturday. They won uh, a semi-road game. It was in the state of Utah, not in Utah's gym mm-hmm. at the Huntsman Center. And they did beat Utah. They did beat Iowa. But now Iowa's kind of struggling. So, you know, TCU, if they can prove it, if they start beating the Baylors and the Kansases and the Texases, and that Big 12 probably top to bottom is the best Power 6 conference in the country. There's really not any bad teams, at least that I've no. seen in the Big 12. So that could shorten. Remember, they made a run last year, and they gave Arizona all they wanted in that yes. second-round game. I, I, I thought they were going to win the game, actually, outright. Yeah, won. absolutely. So they could really cut. In terms of the teams on the left, I think 
they're going to stay the same. Yeah, those aren't going to go anywhere. Duke probably will get cut from 20 to 1 if they, you know, I, I assume they're going to play better in February. So I could see them getting cut. But uh, yeah, I feel like you're not going to get a whole lot of equity out of those yeah. teams that are on the left hand side of the first page. On the second page, though, like the real long shots mm-hmm. Xavier 50 to 1, San Diego State 65. Auburn and Miami are Miami, who we talked about we that. Talked they about might that. get cut. Jim yeah. Laranaga has got a good offense there, and he's got a good point guard with Nigel Pack, pairing him with Isaiah Wong. So that's a team that I think, uh, you know, is maybe a team to watch out for if you're looking for, I think, a bigger type price. And then uh, what about Sparty, 120 to 1? January, February, well, you know. Yeah, that's what we always say, you know, March is Tom Izzo time. And, uh, you know, you know, now they got they got to get a little bit healthier. Michigan State, they did get a nice win tonight over a Nebraska team that hadn't been playing too bad at basketball. But they, they've got they've got to keep their guys healthy. They've had a couple guys miss with injuries. Uh, another one that might get cut are the Missouri Tigers for real at 100 to one. Only one loss so far this season. Dennis Gates uh, in his first year there in Columbia. Time will tell. They're an interesting basketball team. 100 to 1 on Mizzou. Maybe that's the team that could have the long shot price that wins. That does it for us here on VEASAN Live Bet tonight. For Wes Reynolds, I'm Femi Abedefe. For our producer, Matt Santos, and the entire crew behind the glass, we wish you all the best of luck. Coming up next, the Greg Peterson Experience here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.